Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Milmine, and this is episode 150, Gone to Rats. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright. I need a drink, I need a friend, I need your help. Hello, hello, and welcome into episode 150 of the Shiny Bees podcast. Today is Friday, the 26th of June, and I am Jo. I'm your host, back again with another episode, a little bit later than planned this week. There's been a lot going on, and we're going to talk about some of that coming up in the episode, which will be, again, another short episode this week because half my content I've had to change basically and I've been hanging on a little bit hoping for the sensible caption to turn on but it doesn't appear to be happening so I wanted to check in with you so you know that I'm not dead basically and um, also put my thoughts forward on this subject and yeah see how we get on basically so get your brew get your knitting and we will crack on with the show So today we're going to talk about a couple of things. My planned content for today, or rather for Tuesday as it was planned, I've decided isn't suitable for this episode currently because of a few things that are going on. So I've shelved that and had a quick replan in the meantime. So I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts about Ravelry as it is. I know it's there's a lot of stuff out there at this about this subject at the moment and I just want you to hear it from me. I'm not going to put it on Instagram because I just don't think it's a very good place to put out your thoughts on this. Um, if I write anything, indeed, it will be on my blog rather than on my own website. More on that in a minute about this. But obviously, I want to talk about my thoughts on the whole situation so you know where I'm coming from as, as a podcaster and you know, someone with an audience in this community. And also, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about resin making, resin jewellery, because like I said, the content that I did have planned today has a lot of links back to Ravelry. And currently, I don't think it would be responsible for me to be directing you in that direction, given what's going on. So if you're not aware of the current situation with Ravelry, I did mention it last week in a you know typical Joe stream of consciousness, not an, a throwaway comment, but I did say last week that I wasn't keen on the new Ravelry interface, that I found it quite hard work to look at it. And I wondered alone, like I wondered how accessible it is in that format. And the reason that I brought that up or thought about it is we've got pretty much sure that my little boy Sammy is dyslexic and I've been looking into all of the different ways that can make reading easier for him because he does find reading on a screen much easier than reading a book like black and white text is difficult for him speak of the devil I think is about to burst in and he did indeed burst in so forgive me for jumping off they had some beautiful writing to show me 
So yeah, I've been looking into all of the different ways that we can help him become better at reading and to cope with uh, struggling with language in particular. He has quite a significant language problem, which doesn't obviously help with that. So it was very much top of my mind when I was looking, thinking, oh, Sammy, not that he's a knitter, but Sammy would really struggle with this site. And the fact that I found it difficult to look at probably should have sounded some alarm bells in my mind about what was going on. But it didn't because obviously I'm only thinking about stuff that's right there for me. Um, Like a lot of people are right now. We're still, you know, COVID's still there, guys. And during the course of the past week, it's become apparent that the, the site redesign that Ravelry have implemented has caused a lot of problems for people in terms of getting migraines um, getting visual disturbances. And, a couple, well, I think six people was the last number that I heard have actually been triggered with seizures because of this change and because of the way that the graphics and, and everything else has been changed. Which obviously brings up some concerns and issues for me. And I'm, I'm not going to, like, kick off and rant about it because I feel like there are enough people already doing that but what I obviously do need to be mindful of is that I have a responsibility as a podcaster for my audience and I take that really seriously hopefully you will feel that through the podcast when I speak to you but also if you hear me speaking on anyone else's podcasts you will know that I take you know my listeners really seriously and I do consider you all to be friends and obviously I'm a very loyal friend and I want to look after everyone So it would have been inappropriate for me to continue with the content that I have planned for today's episode because if it contains links back to a site that has some safety concerns for some of my listeners and some of my listeners that I I know and follow have actually already said it has caused them migraines, I can't in all you know, honesty, say it's it's a good idea to link back to any of that content at the moment as it stands. Now, this isn't like, let's all go and beat up on Ravelry. That's not what I'm saying at all. When it comes down to it, Ravelry has been a massive, and the community there has been a massive part of my knitting journey, of my podcasting journey, of the friends that I've made, of the amazing designers and dyers I've discovered, the fun knitting patterns. So much of my work links back to Ravelry because so much of what I've done in my knitting over the past 10 years has been heavily influenced by Ravelry and I've interviewed lots and lots of designers, lots of dyers, shop owners in the community and number one, the number one resource they always say has been like the best thing for them has been Ravelry. It has been a massive part of everyone's knitting journey and I'm really super grateful for that super grateful for the the opportunities to learn to connect to support small businesses to get my podcast out into the world to the right people to enjoy the resource that it offers in terms of information patterns all of that kind of good stuff and I fundamentally believe that this 
redesign was done from a really positive and good place. Like, I don't believe people just want to be horrible and exclude people on purpose. I don't believe they do that on purpose. I don't want to believe that to be the case. However, evidence at the moment suggests otherwise. And there are people who have been part of the community who feel excluded. And for an organisation that wants to be inclusive and has that as part of a big central tenant of their brand, it's not ideal to be appearing to ignore what people have brought to them in terms of concerns. I don't understand why there hasn't been a stop, stop, stop caption and everything just moved back to how it was, which still wasn't that accessible but wasn't giving people migraines and a re-evaluation. There is a lot going on at the moment. Like I, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt and there's a lot going on at the moment. Like there's COVID still happening and all of the crazy that goes along with that. There's the political situations pretty much everywhere, economic issues. Like there is a lot going on. And it's difficult in a small team to take in the amount of input that has been sent their way on this. I'm not excusing it. I'm not excusing it, but putting myself into someone else's mindset, you know, it's it's there's tags all over Ravelry, there's emails, there's all of the threads, which I know are being locked. I know all of this. It's a lot. Like, if you've been working on something for a long time, it turns out that it's a complete disaster and now everyone's really upset with you about it, it's it, it's not out with the realms of possibility that they've just shut down because they can't take any more input on this. And it's great that everyone has rallied around the people who feel excluded. And I think that's important too, that the people who don't feel supported feel like they're being heard. And th- this is the issue. It's a communication issue. From my mind, they've not communicated they wanted to change things. They're not listening or appearing to listen to the communication that is coming their way and that for an organization that very much feels like a massive part of your life and a friend is hurtful to people it's hurtful to me because I'm no worried that I'm going to hurt my listeners because I've got hundreds of links to Ravelry on my website but if I remove those links I also remove traffic that leads to pattern sales for again, lots of designers and dyers that puts food on their table because that's the only place they're selling their patterns. And I mean, that is a whole different conversation in itself. And there's not one of my clients that I've worked with that I haven't implored to have an e-com capability on their own website away from Ravelry and anywhere else. Etsy, anywhere else where it's a single point of failure, I've always banged on about you must have another way for people to pay you that you own for these reasons so you have control over things but people don't always have that capability people maybe don't have the skills or the money to do that or the capacity to do that and so they rely on Ravelry as a gateway to take payment for their work so if I stop sending traffic that way I'm also stopping them making money as well 
It's a really difficult situation because I don't want to prioritise anyone over anyone else. And the simple situation is, is Ravelry just sorts out the interface and the visuals so that people can access it. Like, it's, there's a very simple solution to this. Just fix it. But there appears to be a reluctance to do that. And whether it is reluctance because they just don't buy into the need or whether it is reluctance because they're totally overwhelmed with the level of communication and input, which is also a thing... I don't know. I haven't spoken to them directly, personally, so I'm, I'm not going to pass judgment until I hear directly like why they are not appearing to listen. But I implore them to do that. Like I really, really am still hoping and it's been over a week and people are starting to lose hope. People are trying to help. People are genuinely want to help. They want to support Ravelry. They want to carry on loving Ravelry. But if we are going to be truly inclusive, that can't only extend to able people. That that can't be the thing. That cannot be the case. And I, I don't really want to be a part of a platform that that is the case on. When, when it's been brought to your attention, if you don't know, fine. But when it's been brought to your attention, you've got so much help. I believe that the kind of platform I would like to be part of welcome does truly welcome everyone. So I'm going to reserve judgment for now i won't be removing the links to ravelry at this stage for the reasons i'm in that i've I've stated that i know that traffic that comes via my website also leads to pattern sales for people and that is feeding people at a time where we have a lot of economic strife equally i'm not going to continue because i've got to find a balance right i'm not going to continue putting links to ravelry at this stage until it is made safe for people that have neurological issues or any kind of issue that means using Ravelry is, is could potentially cause them to be feel unwell have seizures or anything else like that I can't sit here and, and continue to put to put links in knowing that that is a risk now that is my approach for now obviously if it continues to be a, a really big issue for users on the site and things aren't put back then I will review that and if I feel the need to remove all of the links then then I will do that um but at this stage I just I just I really want for it to be fixed and really hope that underneath the lack of communication and a lack of communication is by and of itself a symptom of being having being at capacity or having your capacity exceeded that is one of the first things that breaks off is your ability to communicate beyond the inputs i'm hoping that that is the case and that it will be resolved but as i said i will review this um weekly and until i'm happy that something's being done that is is adequate or i make the unfortunate decision to remove uh, links and hopefully by then there will be some alternative ways to send traffic to those people that would be affected by that so we need to give i feel like there needs to be a little bit of grace at the moment and i i get that i'm privileged and i can say that i understand that i'm just trying to find a balance that looks after everyone it is really difficult it is really difficult but hopefully that sounds sensible and you feel okay with that as a way forward so yeah I mean, I mean, um, like it's gone to rats. That's where the the title came from. I feel like the world has completely gone to rats. If no, like the only thing 
<laughs> even ravelry's gone to rats now we've had locusts we've had wildfires we've had pandemics economic collapse like you name it we've had it now so i mean what else can there be really so yeah um one of the other things i do have to direct you towards though if you are having trouble with the interface um there is evanita i will write it down the uh, handle it's e-v-a-n-i-t-a-e-w-m on Instagram has created a new theme that you can overlay onto Ravelry that should get rid of the issues that are being caused. I appreciate that it's currently unsafe for some people to go in there because you have to log in with the animated login screen. Um, but this is something that might be helpful. So I'm going to share it and take your own health and safety and take your own precautions for that. If you are going to be affected by it, then please obviously do look after yourself first and um, this might help but it won't help if it's if you've already been made sick or triggered so yeah there we are there we are um so today instead of like knitting related stuff because obviously i don't want to be like send you looking for patterns on ravelry right now i'm going to be talking about something else that i have tried over lockdown in terms of craft I know a lot of people have struggled with uh, the mojo and stuff. We've talked about that quite a bit during the past few episodes. I'm, I'm much better. I'm, I'm enjoying the fair aisle with the knitting. But I also had a little go at resin jewellery over the past couple of weeks. And it's mostly triggered by the beast. She is massively turbo crafty, total mummy's girl. Like, can I make it? Can I fiddle with it? Can I sew it? Can I, can I, what can I make? She is like, little miss, what can I make? And it turns out she can make tons of stuff. She's amazing. And I was on Instagram and I noticed one of my lovely listeners, Jackie, had tried a bit of resin jewellery and I was like oh the beast will love that so I decided to go and get a box and we could try it together so I it was completely I bought it it isn't a review from a, a giveaway or a sponsored product or anything it's just something I went and bought I wasn't asked to review this uh, was a kit from a company called Resonate. So it's resin with an 8.co.uk. It's a British company. Obviously, if you're overseas, there will be other companies that do things similar to this, but I believe that Resonate do ship internationally as well. And it was a kit, it was like a best friends kit. So it was a kit for some resin jewellery that had a set of findings for the jewellery and the little holders and stuff. Her name is for the holders for each person so there was like two sets of gloves two you know two sets of everything so you could do these projects together and it was all themed with a lovely blue pale blue white and dark blue color scheme it came with a load of instructions of how to make things on a leaflet and it was super easy to follow actually they do do a lot of um videos as well i believe but i didn't need them the instructions were really good I think it was like £30 delivered. I got some kind of discount on it. It was an offer at the time. And delivered in the UK, it came to about 30 quid. I really liked it, actually, because it, it had everything in there that you would need. There was no need to, like... Sometimes when you get a kit, there'll be, like, the main items, but then you'll, like, oh, go and get this that you don't have lying around. Go get that that you don't have lying around. Particularly in lockdown when it's very difficult to get out because, I mean, I'm not going to go to the shop to go buy toothpicks with the kids 
and queue up outside just so I can make resin jewellery. And the good thing is with this particular kit, you don't have to do that. It was all in there, which was amazing. So we decided to make it. It was really good, fun. I can see lots of opportunities for like resin stuff with yarn and ideas for things. And you basically have two different sets of chemicals that you mix together. That makes the resin. And then you can add colours or different sparkles or whatever to it. So it came with some a couple of colours of mica powder, um, which makes it turn into almost like a pearlescent nail polish would be how I describe it. And you mix that in and that gets you your colours in your various different pots. And then you use uh, lolly sticks and uh, cocktail sticks to add those to the findings. They're like a ready cast silver um, bits of jewellery that you then fill with the resin. And then you add other bits to it. So you can add some bits of glitter or some little chunks of like glittery metal or whatever else to make your patterns. It was super relaxing. I really enjoyed the process of it. And there was some guidance or guidelines of how to create certain effects with the different bits of resin. But it was quite nice just to play around with it and see how that affected things and see how you could make different patterns and, you know, how to dome the resin so it looks quite professional on top, how much glitter to add. It was really good fun. I think it would be one of those... Uh, activities that would be great for things like a hem party or maybe a teenager birthday party or something like super crafty people birthday party where you're with people that like to make things because it's got all of the stuff in there and if you think in terms of an activity it probably took us a couple of hours to do and there was a full set of equipment for, for two people in that. So that's like £15 each, which I think is really affordable for an activity to add on to to any kind of function, really. Even if you went bowling, it cost you 15 quid probably, for a couple of games of bowling. So I thought that was really good. The instructions were super clear as well, so the resulting effect was pretty good, pretty professional, to be honest. Izzy enjoyed it a lot. In particular, it kept her interest. She's nine now, so it kept her interest for quite a long time. Obviously, you need to supervise children very carefully because these are chemicals and obviously they can be dangerous. The box does come with a set of PPA in terms of gloves and things, but you're going to need aprons and um, safety goggles as well if you're going to choose to use safety goggles. So luckily we had some science kits around and it just makes you feel a little bit more serious if you've got goggles on. So we just use those. And we made a pendant for a necklace. We made a pair of earrings each and we made a bracelet each as well. And the bracelet was made up of like maybe seven or eight different circles that are all attached together. And then all of the, th the findings that then attach all of that into a bracelet were also included in the kit. So you get quite a good amount of value out of it because obviously there's the time spent designing the resin but then there's the time spent building the jewellery as well so it's sort of a double whammy really the clever thing that they did and I don't know whether they do this on purpose or whether it's because that that size of bottle is just more economic in terms of cost because sometimes that's a thing as well like a bigger bottle can be cheaper than the smaller ones and um, but there was tons of stuff left over so I think we used 10 mil out of each bottle and each bottle had 50 mil in so I've still got like four 
lots of resin left to make another four lots of jewellery and the mica powders. So all I would need to do now is go back to the shop, clever resinate, loving your work, buy some more findings or some moulds or whatever. And then I can use the rest of the stuff to make more resin pieces, which is really cool. So if you've not tried resin making or resin art, I would definitely give it a go. It's got all of those ticks for the colours that we get from knitting. And we obviously we like making things because we're knitters. And it's also a really good activity, as I said, to, to get in as an add-on to some kind of party or function or get-together, which hopefully at some stage, maybe we'll get. Maybe we'll have that soon. So the website is resin8, R-E-S-I-N, number8.co.uk. I will put links in the show notes and all of the show notes as usual will be at shinybees.com forward slash 150. So that's all I've got time for this week. I hope you have enjoyed the show. Wasn't really what I planned for 150, but we roll with the punches here. I'll be back again with you next week. But until then, have a wonderful week. Happy crafting and I will speak to you all again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode are at shinybees.com forward slash 150. If you've enjoyed the show, I would super appreciate it if you will leave me a review either on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice and help other people find the show. If that's all right.